0: Welcome to the latest G League grind. I'm your host, Ryan McNeil, and I'm going to chat with Salt Lake City Stars guard, Rodney Pryor. There's some fascinating stuff, but was like last week to be on the court, ready for a G League game to start, get pulled off the court be quarantined in a locker room, have to drive on a team bus 12 hours back to Salt Lake City, what it's like waiting for news of the season being canceled, more than likely this afternoon by the G League, and how he's filling his time with the sudden end to the season. Another really good thing I almost forgot was what it's like for an athlete to have a successful basketball team be gearing up for a playoff push and have that season just poof end. So again, a really interesting chat with Salt Lake City guard Rodney Pryor about what it's been like with the coronavirus as an athlete and just all the impacts it's having on his personal life and professional life. As we dig into our, our weekly chat here, Rodney, what's that like when you're, last time we chatted, you're getting ready for, I think, a three game road trip and all that would entail? And then I'm assuming, as a basketball fan, you're watching the NBA games that night, or you at least have your, your phone on and people are talking to you, and the NBA's canceling games or suspending games. And then you're getting word that your road trip isn't happening. For an athlete, as you're watching this all unfold,
1: what kind of things are going through your mind? Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, when you're in the middle of it, you don't really see everything that's going on and you don't really have a sense of what's going on because you're just going through life. It was a normal road trip to us, just a little more cautious in the airport because of, you know, this, uh, virus. So when we got to Northern Arizona, you know, the headline started to come up more about the jazz and, you know, we're affiliated with the jazz and players go up and down from our team with the jazz. So when we got to Northern Arizona and we heard, um, that they canceled, or postpone the game um, because Rudy was showing symptoms. And then we come to find out that Rudy had the virus. So during our game, right before or right after the starting lineups were announced, the jazz called our team and they had me, Aoni and Jarrell Brantley had to get taken off the court. The jazz called and said they have to get taken off the court. So then we were still going to play the game once they left. And so we're getting ready to go to jump ball. And the referees come out and say, the NBA just called us. We have to cancel the game because just in case the two players were around Rudy when he was showing symptoms. So then we get quarantined in the locker room for an hour or so. And, you know, while we're quarantined, you know, you're thinking of the situation is pretty serious. And then, you know, you get the reports that Donovan and Rudy come back testing positive. So we're waiting to see if our players have to get tested. If they test positive, then everyone on the team has to get tested. But it ended up being that they weren't around Rudy when he had symptoms, so they didn't have to get tested. So we, in turn, didn't have to get tested. But then when we got to the hotel that night, we found out our season was canceled, so we had to come straight back home. Uh, We had to bus 12 hours back home because we couldn't even go to the airport.
0: So I haven't played pro basketball or any pro sports, so I'm curious hearing you talk about this. What's that like in the locker room when you guys are ready, you're on the court, you're ready to start the game and two players were removed because they played with Utah Jazz? And then they're like, no, we're not even playing at all. What's the vibe in the locker room? Are are players talking to each other? Are they on their cell phones, calling family and friends? What was the locker room like?
1: You know, it's interesting because when you get into a very serious situation, it's like the brain naturally tries to make fun with it, you know, to cope. It's not necessarily like we're playing around and we're not taking it serious, but it's like a defensive mechanism sometimes. So when we got in the locker room, we tried to stay upbeat, you know, try to stay positive. You know, we kind of joked around about it, like scenarios and, and things like that. But then like, we kind of seen JB and me, a kind of were like, you know, want, like worried. So like, then we wanted to rally behind those guys and make sure they were feeling good and comfortable. And, you know, Good spirits because the brain is so strong if you start to have negative thoughts and you start to think man I'm gonna get sick then you're gonna get sick I not necessarily you're gonna contract the virus, but you will get sick and then when you get sick you get more worried if you're gonna have it so when we got in the locker room it was just you know we were on our phones people were texting their uh, family and friends like some people were going Instagram live to kind of give an update to you know, the fans who follow us. And, you know, the coaches talked with us. Um, The coaches went back and forth with the staff there um, through the door, kind of seeing what's next, how long we'll be in there, do we have to order food. So I think, like, probably 30 minutes into it, everyone's kind of calmed down. You know, everybody's in their respective places in the locker room talking with one another or on the phone with – you know their loved ones but it calmed down and then like the locker room is like small so you know like 45 minutes in people were just kind of getting like you know claustrophobic and stuff like that so but i think we did a good job handling it from a standpoint of you know keeping the situation light in our minds and in the atmosphere
0: you mentioned feeling claustrophobic at times but like, keeping the mood light What's that then like when you move from the locker room in the arena and you're on a bus with your teammates for 12 hours?
1: Uh, it was refreshing when they let us out of there to go back to the hotel. Everyone just was ecstatic just because, you know, you get out of that just little confinement and you're back in the hotel, you know, things are starting to progress. And then, we come to find out the next morning we have to do a 12 hour bus ride back to Utah. So that in itself wasn't great news, but, you know, we have to take the um, cautionary uh, next steps because we don't want to go to airport and just scare everybody because of the news that just came out, even if we didn't, no one had the virus. Um, So on the bus ride back, you know, it kind of went back to like, when we were like 15, 16, during uh, AAU road trips, you know, everybody's, you know, singing songs, you know, playing Uno, playing car games. But in a sense, we're still, you know, looking at the news, looking at ESPN, looking at these different updates just to make sure that, you know, we're up to speed with with everything that's going on. And for me personally, like, this is just one of those times where, you know... Christ is going to call me to be a light, you know, in a, in a situation where, you know, not a lot of people may have a relationship with God. I think it's, it was best for me to, you know, demonstrate knowing him and having faith and not really worrying in this situation at hand.
0: That ties into my next question perfectly. Thank you, Rodney. Serge Bacca of the Toronto Raptors had a video about his home gym this weekend. And as players and even just people in society, we can't go out and do our normal stuff. We can't go to the gym because of coughing and all that kind of stuff. So as you're homebound or you're at home with this, how are you spending your time? Are you doing home workouts? Um, I know you, as a pastor, are you digging into the word preparing sermons? Are you creating a lot of social media content for your pastoral use? How are you using this, what could be downtime at home, and making it valuable time? Um,
1: downtime at home, I, a lot of time now has gone to more devotion. Whether I'm on the phone with my pastor at home, whether I'm reading my devotional, whether I'm reading scripture, you know, trying to figure out what's the best sound doctrine for the situation at hand. What is God trying to tell me in this moment? And what is he trying to tell everyone in this moment? So a lot more time goes into that. And then a lot of time goes into, um, you know, home workout. And then now we was able to get to the gym, but you can't go as a crowd. You only can go as like an individual. So I was still going to get my hour in. Um, the first couple of days, me and a buddy of mine, we went hiking in the mountains. Um, so that was good. Just moving around, still doing activity. You know, living as if life is still normal, but when I got in my devotional time, it was just really good because you want to be able to make sure you're instilling people with faith and not fear. Because the headlines every day, you're just getting whacked with negative outlook on the situation. And it can be nerve-wracking, it can get scary, you hear about all these situations in the grocery store. So, And I don't want to just be that guy saying, oh, you need to know God. You need to be doing this on on my social media platform. So I wanted to make sure I was in the spirit and I was able to give sound doctrine according to, you know, what I think we need as a people with our faith.
0: And I want to thank you for that because you said a tweet, I think it was on Sunday or maybe Saturday about eating healthy, about working out and taking care of your body so you can fight off these germs and this virus. And I'm now trying to do two days. I'm trying to do the clean eating. So thank you for that encouragement via your Twitter account.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I think that is one of the things we kind of get away from. And, you know, being a stat guy now reading a lot of books, another book I would tell you to read is brainwash. It just came out. Um, but it just talks about, you know, all the health issues and that lead to death because of the way we eat and the, our stress levels, our lack of sleep and all of this. And it's like one of those things we see all these headlines about the Corona that we get to looking left and forgetting about some of the essential things that matter for a human being to even keep going every day. And I felt that was a good time to remind people like this This situation right now is why it is important that we eat real food, we eat clean, we exercise, so that our immune systems can do what it was made to do in situations like this.
0: I had a bunch of questions, but I know you have a busy day ahead of you, so I'm going to end things this week on this question. Your team, the Salt Lake City Stars, have the best record in the Western Conference. When we talked last week, you talked about gearing up for a playoff push. As an athlete who's competitive and wants to win, what's that like when you're part of a really successful team and a season ends prematurely for reasons outside of your control?
1: You know, at first it's, it's tough, you know, being a competitor, we're just locked in to the task at hand. And, you know, for this situation to be as serious as it is, you know, it doesn't help when your competitive juices are kicked in because now you're like, man, why y'all canceling the season? Like We had a chance to really push for a championship this year. This could have helped a lot of individuals on our team for next season or even just propel their career forward in the coming seasons. And so you're upset, you know, you're just like, we need to find a way to make sure the season keeps going. But then at the same time, you're like, man, this is like a global issue right now. Like it's just not a state to state issue. It's like pretty much everywhere in the world right now. So when you take in the degree, then you see the NCAA cancels March Madness. Then you see the NBA suspends their season. And then it's like, well, the way everything is going in domino effect, we, we assumed that everything was going to finally get to the G League as well. And, you know, today we're expecting the season to be completely canceled. So no resume of the season. So this was our season. It was interesting because at the beginning of the year, we had a chance to compete for a showcase championship that the G League just implemented into the season. So, I mean, we got that under our belt, but for it to just go away like that is pretty interesting. So we're just now waiting here today. We're going to wait to see if they make it official today, and then I think guys are going to uh, head back home to to their families. Thanks
0: for chatting again, Rodney. Good luck with that conference call today. Good luck with your wedding planning. Uh, I, I, we'll get into that next week, I think. And just good luck with, with your health and your family's health and your loved ones' health right now.
1: Thank you. You as well. I'll definitely be praying for you and the family. Thank you.
0: That's a wrap for this episode of G League Grind. If you've gotten this far, I'm hoping, I'm assuming, you're a fan. Please subscribe or follow to this podcast, The Athlete's Unfiltered Podcast, on whatever podcast app you use. We're on CastBox, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Basically, wherever you're getting this podcast right now, subscribe or follow. Also, give Rodney a follow on Twitter. I'll include a link to his Twitter account in the show description.